Welcome to the Latchkey Sibs, the podcast that challenges three siblings to take a look at our childhood movie cabinet and one film at a time, criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids. I'm your host, and the reason that this movie has such a stranglehold on our brains, Grave Baker. <laughs> I'm Holland, and I'm the oldest. I'm Allegra, and I am go, go, gadget disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I couldn't get through this movie in one sitting, not necessarily because of the movie, but because I got high late at night because I forgot that I had to watch this movie. (laughs) And then sleepy. (laughs) And then I got sleepy. And then this movie just didn't hold enough of my attention that I was like, I was sitting up with my laptop in my lap, dozing. And I'm like, it's only 80 minutes. I can do this. Yeah, I can it was do a this. tight 80 minutes. This one, and, I watched this Stone Cold Sober this morning, and I honestly did not have a bad time. <laughs> Maybe we should have watched this sober. I think I we did watch. Have. Well, I watched the last 30 minutes today sober. Um, and I, I guess I need to like review my notes because I know when it like it switches. Yeah. And I, wa- I, I don't even remember what my opinion of it was last night because I was like, you know, kind of dozing off. But Well, who knows well, if that's going to bode for me. <laughs> yeah. But regardless, what we do here each week. Wow, real smooth transition, Greg. What we <laughs> do here each out. week is one of us has to present a movie to be critiqued while the other two score it based on five specific categories. This is a tight running ship that's not a phrase wow i am just O for two at this point each week's score will be added up and at the end of each season the sibling with the most points will be labeled master of the remote control while the loser will be forced to do some sort of punishment chosen by the winner this week we are returning to our master draft list um, after two consecutive themed months and holland kicks us off with her Draft choice, 1999's Inspector Gadget. Yup. Um, well-oiled machine. <laughs> Is it a, it's something running ship? Who cares? It doesn't, just a it's tight like ship. You run a tight ship. We run a yeah. tight ship. <laughs> I think is what you're trying to say. It's what I was trying to say. But also maybe illustrating how loose our ship really is run. I don't know. Um, Yeah, this movie, I don't think I have seen this since we were children. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not remember a lot of it. Although, as I was watching it, a lot of things, like, as I was watching it, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every (laughs) shot. I can't even say every scene. Every shot that popped up (laughs) was me going... Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I, I was like, I was trying to find the word. Once again, because I was 
stoned. I don't think I was able to find the right word. <laughs> I was looking for like like every every scene is like a visceral, like tactile <laughs> memory just coming back to me from the deepest depths of my brain. Because well, I know for a fact I watched this movie incessantly so much. Incessantly. Did, that is in my pre-watch Did notes. we have Ray this? watched this. Yeah, we definitely oh, have this VHS. Yeah. Oh, 100%. yes. 100%. Thousand, thousand. Because if I know anything about a baby Gray, it's that he watched two movies on a loop when he was little, and it was this one and Tarzan. <laughs> um, Tarzan or George of the Jungle? No, Tarzan. It was it was Tarzan and Inspector Gadget. Yeah, we all. I don't. We all re- wait, were... that's funny because I don't remember Tarzan. Tarzan. I don't remember anything about Tarzan, but I could remember so much of George of the Jungle. Interesting. Maybe maybe if you ever watch Tarzan again, it'll be a same a similar experience to this. Uh, yeah, I guess I just, just remember. I remember loving inspector gadget i don't remember loving tarzan that's just crazy uh, that was do you remember the tarzan? oh yeah i'm like yeah. i love tarzan as a movie but in my brain it will always be a baby gray movie. oh yeah that's a great movie <laughs> that's so funny yeah. i cannot wait to one day return to you're, tarzan but nevertheless watch, i'm gonna, gonna quickly tarzan summarize gonna... sorry i'm gonna quickly yeah. summarize inspector gadget a remake of the television series, Matthew Broderick stars as Gadget, not true, his name is John Brown, <laughs> who suffers an accident at the beginning of the film and befriends Brenda, a robotic surgeon who repairs Gadget so that he can defeat the villain Claw. In the meantime, Gadget and Brenda fall in love. A <laughs> uh, couple things wow. here. I don't think she's a robotic surgeon. I'm pretty sure she's like a scientist. Yeah. Also, Um, befriend is a loose, is a term I would like to revisit later. (laughs) Yeah, more like stalks her. She takes pity on him and. But then also turns him into like a monster without his consent. (laughs) I have so many moral issues with this movie. We're, I, listen, we're going to have a segment later that's called, like, uh, Crimes Against Humanity Court, all right? I have many, many crimes <laughs> to accuse this movie of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was rough. Pretty rough. Um, it came out uh, July 23rd? July 23rd, 1999. So Holland was seven. Allegra was four and a half. And I was two. Yeah, um, I definitely remember when this movie came out because there was a lot of stuff, a lot of promotion on Disney Channel. A lot I of promotion. There this. was McDonald's promotions. Um, I read this thing. I didn't put it in my official trivia segment, but they had a promotion where basically you could build the pieces of Inspector Gadget through Happy Meals. And like once you've collected them all, you have a complete mm. Inspector Gadget. And That's parents, a really smart idea. And parents um, were going fucking crazy driving all over the place to different McDonald's to complete the toy for their kids. Oh, that wow. it became like a whole fucking news segment. And like, you know, it might have been like, I can't remember if it was like CNN or 60 Minutes or something, but... It be you know it was a it was a whole thing, be, all because of this that. movie. 
Interesting. Yeah, this movie was very well promoted. Uh, yeah. It was well rephrase. saturated in at least my culture as a seven-year-old. Yeah, let me phrase. <laughs> my culture. Rephrase. It was, all, it was all for this movie. Yeah. All that promotion for this movie. <laughs> um, yeah. But I digress. We didn't see it in theaters as far as I'm aware. I don't remember. If we did, or if I don't I, think if, it came out in theaters. It did. It did. A hundred percent. The freaking yeah. marketing budget behind all this shit. They de- this definitely came out in theaters. Yeah. This was yeah. This oh, yeah. this came out in theaters. There's a I box office number. But I was. It was like the summer between my kindergarten and first grade year, so I truly don't remember if I saw it in theaters or not. Yeah, this was the before times. Yeah. Did our parents have any thoughts? I forgot to ask them. <laughs> they have I'm sure to. They do. I'm sure they do. I can reach this out was, to them right now. My obsession with this movie was pre-divorce, so they have oh, yeah. to have each. You know, this wasn't this mom. wasn't a mom's house or dad's house movie. This was like everybody was yeah. stuck. You know, hearing me watch it on repeat upstairs on the TV. All right, I'm texting both of them right now. So if they have thoughts, if it happens during the episode, it'll play as I receive it. But if it happens after the episode, I'll put it right here. Okay. But yeah, I'm sure they have some thoughts. I'm sure they have like, I remember Grey watched this all the time. Um, Was this a mom's house movie? I I mostly remember him watching it when our parents were still married. Yeah, I literally just said that. Spooky! Yeah, like in that living room. Sorry, I was consulting my notes. So part of why I don't take many notes is because sometimes I get upset that, you know, I can't get to all of them. Um, But I had to write down the crimes. Okay. Um, Well, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We have to go through pre-watch notes and our scores. And then, Allegra, after we do our scores, you can open it up. Oh, my God. Hang on, dad is calling me. Hello? Hey, babe, Okay, what's hang up? on one second. I'm going to put you on speakerphone. Oh, my God. For the first time live on the <laughs> podcast, we have hey dad. Sir Scott Baker. Hello. Do you have any thoughts on Inspector Gadget? Put it closer. I do. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I, I kind of liked it. It was, it, was a, it was a cute movie. Um, You know, Matthew Broderick was kind of in his height at that time or still you know coming off of Paris Bueller and so forth but what uh what I really liked it too was a lot of the shots were filmed in San Pedro and we were living there so a lot some of the downtown shots were you know just the, the streets that we were we were frequently frequenting every day oh that's cool I didn't know that yeah. well thank you I'm gonna say goodbye to you now but I will talk to you later thank you for your thoughts okay <laughs> Bye, love you. Bye. Bye. I'm pretty sure Ferris Bueller came out like 14 years before this movie. Yeah, I don't know, but, but he but, remembers God, it. He but done Godzilla, Godzilla and the came Lion out. King. Godzilla came out the year before this movie. So he was still like in the culture. He had done yeah, yeah. Lion King in 1994. Yeah, true. He was Adult Simba, Holland's <laughs> favorite fucking movie of all time. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I didn't know he voiced Adult Simba. Oh, yeah. For sure. Really? <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. And JTT was young Simba. <laughs> I haven't seen uh, like Lion cartoon Lion King in a while. Wow. Yeah, it's definitely been a minute for me too. I saw it when they for put you? it back in theaters. So did I. It was so 
good. Yeah, because it was yeah. like. It was 3D, right? No. I Yes, we had the glasses. Yeah. It was just HD to the middle. But that was still, like, probably 10 years ago Yeah, now, I was in high school. Which is wild. I just want to take this time real quick and say I fucking hate 3D movies. I hate oh, them. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the glasses. One size fits all my ass. I have a big head, and they always hurt. Like, oh, no. why? It's supposed to fit, like, my chonk-ass head and, like, a six-year-old, you know, like little yeah. Vietnamese girl like no way like there's no way just give me my own glasses and then why do you have to give them back I don't like the shtick of something coming out at you just give me a good movie just make it high quality I hate it I hate 3d movies I'm glad they're not a thing anymore I digress oh, this is a movie well, podcast I, I mean, had to get I also, that out. I'm also not a huge fan because I wear glasses and I hate having to like if I don't think about it beforehand and be like well i gotta put in contacts to go see this movie and then i just i'm wearing glasses on top of glasses and it's annoying there we go right. 3d movies are ableist <laughs> and, and like when i said that it was in 3d it wasn't like a coming out of the screen 3d it was back when 3d just meant higher definition I guess, like, I don't oh know. yeah, like, yeah, yeah i don't yeah. know 100%. also i just got i just got a voice memo from mom so i'll just we can roll into that yeah, right before now before you too. play it yeah let's can do you it imagine 3d with the wildebeest scene they're coming right at us. <laughs> this is what Mufasa sees. Horrifying. Mufasa falling off the cliff in 3D, like on top of you. God, the trauma. Traumatizing. I, I have a story, but you can play the... Okay, I'm going to play mom now. Aw, Inspector Gadget. Um, I would have to say that Gray's childhood could be um, described through media as... Inspector Gadget, George of the Jungle, and Toy Story. Those are the three movies that I recall him ingesting at a very high level. I feel like that movie was on in our home at all times. <laughs> Can't say whether it was a good movie. Don't remember any of the details. I just remember um, Gray wanting to watch it on repeat. <laughs> I probably should mention that the Inspector Gadget theme song is forever burned into my brain, though. Forever. I wonder you, if Mom. she means... Vindication! I mean, yeah, you I mean, yeah, you watched George of the Jungle, too, but I know for a fact you had Tarzan on repeat. Yes. Like, maybe huh. it was a dad's house movie. Well, let's see here. The person who you're describing and the person who birthed who you were describing is saying one thing, and then your bitch-ass kid brains are saying another thing. So okay, who's, really, who's really in the, uh, in the right Why here? is it a bad thing that we think you watch a Tarzan on repeat? Right, like you is can it just because you think we're wrong? Listen, yes. mama's boy. Uh, mom may have birthed you, but Holland and I raised you, okay? <laughs> we were around a lot more for your childhood. Facts. Not in this time. I mean, we still hung out with you all the time. We were there for the hung out people. Yeah, it was a real fucking ice cream social, guys. <laughs> Listen, I also had an intense experience watching this of being like, I like every scene. Oh yeah, oh right, because I think Greg, you and I were close enough in age that I was with you for at least most of these most repeat watches. <laughs> but the difference is that every single memory I was hit with. The memory I have of this movie is intensely loving every single scene, but in that joy is dying 
on the on me because I am not having fun. I had an opposite experience. Yeah, I had a <laughs> pretty decent time watching it. I remember not liking this movie at all because Gray played it on repeat. I was so fucking sick of this movie. And I feel like every scene, like, just pissed me off. But upon this viewing experience, I was like, you know, this really isn't that bad. It was not as bad as I thought it was going to be, I will say. I thought it was, like, fine. I yeah, thought it was I mean, fine. I loved it growing up, as we have noted repeatedly. <laughs> and upon this viewing, I mean, here, this is a perfect segue into our pre-watch notes. Pre-watch notes. Uh, and then scores, you know, I mean, I don't think I have seen this movie since I was under the age of five. <laughs> um, and But nevertheless, before watching, I only remembered teeny, teeny, tiny pieces of it. Like the Yahoo billboard falling on. I thought it was him. And that's why he turned into like a Swiss army knife is how I described it. Um <laughs> I remember his talking dog, which again was wrong. It was a post credit scene. And his, I was like, daughter? I'm like, I don't know. I don't remember the relationship between him and Michelle Trachtenberg, but it was just like a niece with un, you know, unexplained uh, familial, <laughs> yeah, the familial like bond. Uh, mm. There's an evil co- clone of Matthew Broderick and I said, for some reason, I remember him having terrifying teeth. Fucking ding, ding, ding. You were ding. correct on that. <laughs> uh, does a needle come out of his finger at some point? For some reason, I remembered that because, yes, that happened. Um, I remember him running either toward or away from something with, like, bouncy feet. And it turns out it was when he was chasing the limo with the giant, like, legs. Um and I said, that's it, but I have no doubt more things are going to come on screen and I'll remember this movie was mm-hmm. everything to me for a small time. <laughs> oh yeah, and also Inspector Gadget is the name of Meg's dad's fantasy motocross team. <laughs> Ooh, he does fantasy cool. motocross with his buddies and he is I Inspector Gadget. I didn't know that Gadget. was a thing you could even do. <laughs> me neither, me neither. But yeah, just because Meg's dad is like Mr. Handyman... And like, you know, and his friends call him that. And also because I guess Meg's brother was also absolutely obsessed with this movie. Nice. So oh, I just got yeah. a text from mom confirming. I'm probably just blending Tarzan and George of the Jungle in my brain. And Teletubbies. Well, but obviously that was TV, not movies. Gray also was obsessed with Teletubbies. I do remember that too. I remember that too. Poe <laughs> was his boy. <laughs> Yeah, I like I like an underdog, you know. <laughs> you liked him because he was. But the we had a one. Tinky Winky doll too, didn't we? Both. We had yeah. both Poe and Tinky Winky. Po. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Poe had a scooter. I guess I can say mine. They're pretty short. Um. Matthew Broderick is Inspector Gadget. Michelle Trachtenberg is Penny. Niece. Rupert Everett is Doctor Claw. Becomes Inspector Gadget because of an accident? Truly don't remember the plot at all. Gray watched this incessantly. That's all I got. (laughs) All right. I remember liking it as a kid and then watching it when I was like a tween or something and like fucking hating it impossibly. Uh, But I was like, that's probably because I was a snotty teenager. I'm totally going to go into this movie with a blank slate. Um, Okay. So 
Matthew Matthew Broderick is Inspector Gadget, and he was a cop, um, and he was a human man, Not and then good. got into a car crash, and then woke up, and uh, Penny and the dog are there. Uh, the guy from my best friend's wedding is Claw, and you can see his face. I remember being kind of upset about that. Um, he falls in love with someone, and the Claw kidnaps his girlfriend that's all i remember (laughs) okay okay i do remember though after this movie came out that they started like re-airing the cartoon yes so i do remember also watching the show (laughs) me too and it was very different (laughs) obviously um sorry i just went on a on google images because i wanted to remember what the teletubbies look like and they're (laughs) terrifying. terrifying yeah but I also came across a, uh, it's like not an Onion article, but it's another like satire news or source. And mm-hmm. it's report, the Teletubbies have gone extinct due to intense global warming now that the sun is an adult man. And it's just like <laughs> a, a really funny Photoshop. Um, All right, sorry. I remember, okay, no, I have to tell you. One, so early in uh, vaccine times where people were getting vaccinated, the t- official Teletubbies Twitter account tweeted all four of the Teletubbies fax cards and it had their birth dates on them and people in the Twitter comments were losing their minds because they're like what does this mean for the Teletubby lore (laughs) what are their birth dates I I don't they like made them all like six years old or something and they're like what does this mean the 90s (laughs) weird the Teletubby social media team is wild I saw a TikTok of them dancing to a BTS song, and it was kind of haunting. But anyway. <laughs> Wait, are the Teletubbies uh, still a thing? I guess so. I don't Wait, know. Mom on, also on, just texted on, me. By the way, I still have a huge box of VHS and DVDs in the storage unit. So next time I unearth that, I'll look to see if we're forgetting any important f- titles. So Bizarre Teletubbies vaccine tweet causes upset. <laughs> And it's not what you think. You know, like, I was really not expecting to go on a Teletubbies tangent in this wait, episode. Wait, Allegra, <laughs> can you repeat what you just said? Bizarre Teletubbies vaccine tweet causes upset, and it's not what you think. <laughs> I also saw one thing where a bunch of reports were like, uh, Teletubbies described as, quote, little gay demons for wanting to work with little Nas X. <laughs> Which is... I think the most, like, bizarro, like, but, like, at the same time. But accurate description of that. Like, that is, if we could put that, like, that headline in a time capsule and just (laughs) label it 2022, like, or 2021 slash 2022, just perfect. Like, just put it down. Yeah, of our time. Yeah, like, we, we did it. We, we we are satires of ourselves, officially. May I please read you just a little bit of this article? Okay. As diehard fans will know, the Teletubbies' <laughs> first life began in 1997. And with the vaccination cards starting with the colorful, um, aliens? We're born in 2003. There is somewhat of a timeline issue going on here. While some followers ask if the Teletubbies are time lords and others are confused by them being 18 years old, there are those who have a more complex reading of the situation. This complicates the Teletubby lore immensely. Assuming that this is canon and confirms that 
A, Teletubbies takes place on Earth during the current time period. <laughs> Huge, very disturbing and worrying revelation. And B, the Teletubbies are susceptible to disease. <laughs> C. The- <laughs> Perfect. Full stop. So, so the image, Holland, what does this say right here? TDC? Yes, so it has a Teletubby department. Does Department of Disease, disease, disease Control? control? Teletubby yeah. Disease Control? Point C. There is some kind of organization, presumably <laughs> called Tubby slash Teletubby Disease Control, modeled after the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention. <laughs> D. All the four main Teletubbies were all born on February 20th, 2003, despite the show airing in 1997. They all have the same birthday? They were all born on the same day! Are they siblings? Are they quadruplets? This is the question! <laughs> I thought some of them were fucking. That's weird. <laughs> Let's I find thought Tinky Winky and Lala had a thing going on. I don't know. I thought Tinky Winky was gay. I think we're getting a little bit too in the weeds about this Teletubby vaccination set. Yeah, yeah. Let's reel it. Can we can we please reel it back into (laughs) Inspector (laughs) Gadget? Somebody hasn't said their pre-watch notes yet. I don't remember who. Allegra just did. We all did. We all did. Okay. You guys just go. So let's get let's get to scores. Nostalgia factor. I mean, ten. Like I okay, said, right. when I, I was like, going to be mad if it was low for you. Before I watched it, I, I mean, you know, I don't do my scores until after I've seen the movie. Before yeah, exactly. I watched it, I was like, I'm going to put like a seven because I like I know that it's nostalgic, but like I don't, there's so much I don't remember. And then because every single shot and sound effect and line and scene just like, it felt like I was getting repeatedly hit in the brain with bullets because I'm like, oh my God, oh my, like just boom, boom. It's coming back to me. Mm-hmm. I has to be a 10, full peg, full full steam. Great, Legra. I put an eight, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I am. Great, next. Sit through ability, Sit through. I put a five. Okay, I'm, I'm wondering if I can argue I that think, up even a little bit i think you can okay i'm I'm also need to remember that that was my sit through ability today but it right. might have been different last night i need to revisit my notes and maybe i can reconcile and it can be a little bit higher i don't know yeah okay Legra. one 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 what? one every, one really every so for the first half of the movie Every scene I was like, oh, I do remember this so vividly, and it sucks. <laughs> so your expectations were just, like, not met throughout. Well, it's like, it I tried to come in blank, and then I was hit with how much I used to love this movie. And so every single scene that I remembered was basically disappointing. Okay, well. And also, about halfway through the movie, I kept asking... I kept saying, this movie sucks. This movie sucks. And I don't want to watch it anymore. I don't want to watch this movie anymore. Wow. I, I did not have a bad time watching it. I thought I was going to hate it. And I really did not have a bad time. So I thought Allegra, it was perfectly fine. The way you're describing it is basically how I feel like I felt watching Holiday in the Sun. <laughs> did you give that a one? Uh, I think Oh, I no, you were, no, you didn't. You didn't give it anything because you had to I was, it. I was reviewing it. Yeah, I was right. defending it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I can children. be argued up. Yeah, appropriate for... Okay. I, I put a nine. Okay, thank... Yeah. 
I also put a nine. It's extremely for children. Listen, yes. we'll get to the crimes. It is, okay. It's aggressively for children. Yeah, yeah. No, we can get to yeah. some some the reasons it's not a ten. I'll I will explain. Right. Does it hold up? I put a four. Okay. I also put a four. I just I think feel like, I don't know. Once again, it wasn't like for anything in this movie. Crimes is a strong word, but I respect Allegra's theatrics for it, so I'm not going to <laughs> disagree. But we'll just wait on, till we get to the on. segment. Oh, I know, but hold on. But in terms of it holding up into like just as a movie in today's world, you know, it was dated. That's all. It was yeah. dated. It was a little like you know, even I know it was a kids' movie, but like corny and whatever. So it was it was a little rough. Um, but that being said, I'm sure Listen, there might be some ways for you that. to argue me up like a point or two. Who knows? Can I follow? I put a five. Because okay. I feel like it should be lower, but because I had seen this movie in ad nausea, I'm like, I understand why we're getting to this point, but I honestly okay, well, might I honestly might make it lower. I don't think it's that hard to follow, but okay, Legger, what do you have? I did put a one. A one? I could really, really? You had no idea what was going on the whole time we were watching the movie. I will say, most of the time, all of the choices made zero sense to me, but I'm sure that one may have been thrown down in anger. I'm sure we can pull me back from the ledge. Most of okay. those choices. Made I. No- <laughs> Okay, the movie, I think, is definitely convoluted, but for the most part, the plot, if you strip out all of the stupid All of the substance that makes this a movie. (laughs) Okay, I will say, yeah, I guess we can get into the logic because I kind of need to talk through it as well. So, (laughs) the foot... (laughs) The foot, foot, foot gate is never explained. Guys, foot gate. Sh- shoe gate's bad, baby. Shoe gate, but it, it skipped past shoes and is just straight fully foot. foot fetish. Um, yes, the science behind this foot, the reason why they're working on this, not really explained. But once we, and also the fact that she, like she just takes this man who she's met one time and is like, he said he wanted to help people, so I'm gonna turn him into like <laughs> the six thousand dollar man. Like a weapon of mass destruction. Owned by the state. We'll get to the crimes. Yeah, we'll get to the crimes. Um, but like whatever, all of that. Like I feel like the thing about this movie <laughs> that I think we all need to take into consideration is that because it is so genuinely a kids movie made for kids it is very silly it is extremely pg that there has to be a level of suspension of disbelief to be able to have a little bit of fun and to just like take you on the ride you know like kids don't care about the mechanics behind this foot science kids just want to see like the fun stuff but so anyway the so Claw breaks in, steals this foot science because he wants to make a killing selling weapons to military people. I understand. I understood his motivations. He's an evil bad guy. It's ham, super hammy. It's a kid's movie. Speaking of super hammy, the first time he came on screen, 
both Meg and I were like, that looks exactly like John Hamm. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. We'll get to Claw because he's my favorite character. Spoiler oh alert my God. in this movie. <laughs> to me, all right, wait, hold on. The hierarchy of the best characters in this movie goes Claw, the mayor, and then Robo Brenda. Those are the th- those are the top three. Those were my favorite. They were giving it their all. Honestly, I didn't hate Andy Dick in this movie either. Kramer was like kind of enjoyable as well. Yeah, I don't know. He was too he was too minor for me to even like. That's true. You know, That's give true. him too much time of day. Also, like, just it's Andy Dick. Very. I didn't want to yeah, give him too much spotlight anyways. That's true. That's but true. Rupert so, Everett. Absolutely. So, okay. So Rupert Everett. Just wants to make a killing. What the fucking his freaking net worth like clock yes, like thing in his office? <laughs> Amazing. Claw is camp. Claw is just, this movie is camp. This movie is camp. But like he wants to make a killing, selling weapons to militaries. Brenda wants to like avenge her father and also continue his scientific dreams and by Matthew making Broderick weapons for the military for the police <laughs> um and Matthew Broderick has always wanted to be a policeman to like for the good of humanity and now he gets his chance like also i think we also have to take into account the world of Inspector Gadget is definitely a fantasy, like, 1950s world-esque thing where it's like... May I cut it? It's very cartoon. Anyway, yes. I completely understand that this movie understood that the logic of Inspector Gadget really only works in a cartoon world. Mm-hmm. And so they were trying to make this movie as cartoony as possible. I think the reason why I had such a bad time is because I don't believe that was successful. (laughs) I think that by having human faces portray the, and this is a quote from the warning when I opened this up on Disney Plus, (laughs) wacky violence (laughs) made it too real. I didn't think that. I was saying this was my experience. Yeah, I was able to suspend my disbelief enough to be like, this is, like, essentially a cartoon. Listen, a man being turned into a robot with all these wacky abilities, fine. Here are the things I could not ignore. And welcome to crime. <laughs> crime Watch. There are more crimes in this movie than there were in Crimes of Grindelwald. I mean, that whole movie's a crime, but... <laughs> I honestly... I, I did enjoy Inspector Gadget more than Crimes of Grindelwald, if that helps. Okay, crime well, up your number one. For. Turning a man into a cyborg without his consent. Yeah, that I did not remember that he just like she just does it to him. Like that's not cool. The existential horror of being in a dramatically fatal car explosion, waking up to find out that you have almost no control of your body, you are owned by the government, that you did not have any say in it, and now all of this shit is happening kind of like are are you a person anymore i uh, i did write in my notes i'm like is he alive or is this like a zombie like what is yeah is he a person anymore what's going on so he becomes state property does he lose his human status does he lose rights as a result of this (laughs) if the government wants to cancel the gadget program does he have to go in cold storage is he allowed to be a person because this is state-of-the-art possibly billion dollar technology wep- could be weaponized and is 
is he allowed to just be a person if they don't want to continue the gadget? Hey, this thing? is this argument you're bringing up is the the entire reason for Captain America: Civil War. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, is are you yeah, saying yeah, your yeah. team, Cap, Allegra? I I'm saying, I mean, Steve Rogers always, but like what I'm saying is, I'm uh, saying in that movie, would Inspector Gadget during that airport the difference fight scene, is, it would be no, fucking, the difference. Here's the key like difference: Spider Man versus Inspector Gadget. <laughs> First of all, like, do I think go, go that... Gadget, and then it just gets ripped in two by fucking, like, <laughs> fucking the Winter Soldier. All right. First of all, do I think that the Marvel MCU stole this plot for Captain America? Absolutely, I do. Two, the biggest difference is that Steve Roger consents to being experimented on. This is a mall cop getting too big for his britches and is suddenly a monster. Crime number two. Okay. Brenda sex robot. Yeah, I didn't like. I didn't oh, like. I did not like, that. like the implications. I didn't like child that movie. This is why it's not a ten. I didn't like that. Brenda <laughs> sex robot. First of all, obviously these automatons have a lot of sentience. John Brown, while the question of his personhood is in question because he is like made of state property. He is still thinking and feeling and horny. He is all of the range of human emotions and expressions. So we can only assume that that robot Brenda does as well. And her entire purpose of being is to be a sexy parody of a real person. She doesn't get to be herself. She is forced into an unconsenting uh, sexual relationship because it's all that she knows. Like... She is both, I agree, Gray, one of my favorite characters and also the most tragic thing <laughs> in this movie. Even though the whole reason for her being there is so fucked up, the moment she enters the screen, she is like that. I think it's just that actress just fucking killed it. Who played Holy Brenda? Fisher. She had and, fun being robot Brenda. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, and when she got to be robot Brenda, she really let loose. Basically, every character uh, or every actor, as soon as they were allowed to just be unhinged, they made they took up the scene. That's why, as soon as I saw the mayor, I'm like, oh fuck! Like the mayor, Sherry O'Terry, man, yeah, a was real legend. You can absolutely... see teeth marks all over the scenery. Oh yeah, yeah. freaking Rupert Everett killed. Uh, oh I will say, he I was killed it. Very disappointed by his opening fate, like claw reveal because he was mumbling and I could barely hear a fucking thing. Oh my god, saying. no, I loved it. I, I loved his claw reveal, and he's like, it's got a sort of postmodern Captain Hook feel to it. Holland, like, I thought that was funny. I couldn't hear that line because the sound was so quiet. I could hear I heard it, it was fine. fine. I don't know, maybe it's <laughs> my Get problem. your ears checked, bozo. <laughs> okay, we're done with crimes. Just claw. One there was word. only two crimes. Like Madonna. Like, <laughs> those were the two major cr- obviously like no one is watching penny and they just dump her at home and she's running around the city like the child neglect is a crime but i figured hey, the dog's watching her <laughs> i figured that was the car the not- sentient car is watching i don't know her. it was watching us when we were penny's age exactly yeah. i was like oh whatever <laughs> but there was another like i don't know if this is a crime but it's certainly a very existential thought i had when the movie was ending 
Because I'm like, okay, so they had, like, one conversation before he got turned into a cyborg. Um, that was, hold then, on, no, 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 hold on. That was not a conversation. <laughs> that was Matthew Broderick walking up to a, a just a woman in a parking lot and then At just night. spilling his life out to this poor woman. Who's like, just trying to get into her car. She's just trying she, to get home and he's imagine. like, yeah, I've always wanted to be a cop. Uh, fucking, like... It's just it's so a insane. A man who has just been watching her on his security cameras as a security Stranger guard, like yearning danger. after her. All right. Yeah. Also, basically, the whirlwind of the gadget montage happens. Like, sure, they're having fun. There's some chemistry. And then she immediately gets another job. And honestly, they don't even speak for a while. <laughs> and so at the end, they're like making out and cuddly or whatever. And I'm like, they barely know each other. What if this doesn't work out? What if they break up? First of all, does he have a penis? Second of all, <laughs> would she have to build him a penis? Third, if she built him a penis, would she build him a penis to her special like specifications of what she likes in a penis? Fourth, if they break up and he starts dating someone else, does he have to go to her to get a new penis? Or Can you imagine how awkward or, that situation has to be. Oh, sorry, babe, to go to my ex, I need maintenance. You're always going to her. It's not like that, babe. His life is ruined. <laughs> Or, or what if they break up, he wants to start dating someone, and she's like, sorry, your entire being is state-issued, I need your penis back. And just literally <laughs> cock blocks him. Literally <laughs> takes away his penis. Yeah, what if she's a very vindictive ex, and is like, uh, we're breaking up, but here's a worse penis. <laughs> or no penis at all. Yeah, or no, what's worse, Gray, no penis or the worst possible penis? <laughs> I don't, I, I don't have either, so I don't know. All right, humble what? brag. What can you imagine? Being oh, yeah, worse? humble brag that I don't have the worst <laughs> penis possible. <laughs> Watch what? while I flaunt. No penis? Watch oh, while I flaunt someone... the fact to my sisters that my penis isn't comparable to having nothing at all. Listen, I just thought it'd be funny to say. We don't have to get all Freudian about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a would you rather yeah would, yeah, you, would rather? you rather <laughs> but like okay hold on i want to i actually kind of want to sit in this for a second <laughs> what is what is the worst penis possible what does that look like if i have I, to choose between these two things what I am i choosing between what do you think would be the worst i don't want to body shame anyone there could very well be people listening who have penises i don't want to <laughs> describe something that could remotely be something real. I just think, the, like, just think of it as Lovecraftian. I think it's, it's subjective. It's like whatever you think is the worst I'm case thinking, scenario for I'm thinking, a penis. like, b basically like a duck penis, where it's like a <laughs> corkscrew. <laughs> doesn't even fit in a human <laughs> vagina. Yeah. It's like corkscrewed, but also tiny and, like, unusable and just a, just a mess. Just a just a mess down there. <laughs> so, would you rather have that or no penis at all? Because if you have no penis, you could just wear a strap on. If I have no penis, is it defaulted to vagina, or do I just have like a? I, just, no, no, no. I think it's like castration Smooth like a Ken doll. <laughs> I just I just have like a a vague opening of a urethra, and that's it. 
<laughs> yeah. So yeah. you have the ability to pee and that's it. Yeah, but you have to get a special funnel if you want to do it standing up. I think I'd rather have the worst penis ever. <laughs> All right, good to know. Unless it's painful to, to possess. You know what I mean? Or painful... Yeah. Uh, the word like, other people. Ever, like, yes, yeah, yeah. Like just if, if existence. Time. Okay, if existence I think we're, again, pain, we're getting too in the weeds on a tangent. Um, you're going to edit a lot of this out, but that's fine. No, no, no. <laughs> Holland, you're keeping this conversation in. I fucking demand it. No, you'll just cut it off when it stops being funny. Like, you'll yeah, find Cut the it off so that it's smooth like a chem doll, all right? Yes. Um, Anyways, anyway, so, I also okay, loved I his to... security guard co worker. I think her name was Wilma. She was an older woman, and he before he goes out to talk to Brent, or I'm sorry, to <laughs> yeah. a, accost Brenda, he's like, "How do I look?" And she's like, "Like a geek from Kansas who became a security guard." <laughs> and then as like Claw is breaking into like the science lab, she's like, "Oh no, they're gonna blame the old woman." Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, also it was like, "Where is it?" And she was like, "How about the van that's in the wall?" Like, yeah. You fucking moron. I love her. She's a real one. <laughs> um, I just need to like go through a couple. Uh, a couple like bullet points in a row very early on when I kind of realized how much my, um, you know, how much my brain had just been storing this for like a rainy yeah. day. Yeah. It was just, wait, this movie has seen transitions like a TV show. Oh my God. They're, they're so like aggressive. transitions with like a spinning screw for like a second. And or a so spinning loud. foot. But also it says, I just yeah. wrote, oh my God, this foot scene. Why is this foot scene seared into my brain? And it's when the foot is tapping. Oh yeah, when the, yeah. I, Wait, uh, why is this whole visceral... movie seared into my brain? <laughs> I had a visceral memory of hating the foot. Hating the foot, finding the foot oh my God. nasty and the disgusting. The foot in the toilet, uh, once again, I don't know why it jumped <laughs> out at me as like, nightmare, you remember nightmare, this. nightmare, nightmare. You the product this. placement in this movie is also wild. I didn't put it in my pre-watch notes, but going in, I was like, the Yahoo billboard scene is like seared into my brain as the first time I had product placement yeah. just slap me in yes. the face. Yes, because it was the first time I had ever heard the Yahoo like jingle. jingle. <laughs> also, lol, Yahoo being so relevant in 1999. But also, the candy and soda dispenser in the car. Goals. Also, I did love how when Brenda crashes the gadget mobile later, like, as she's stepping out, like, Skittles are just pouring out. Yeah. Like, she dumped, like, the mechanics got screwed up. Somehow, I'm like, I that, like that callback. <laughs> that, was a num that was another, like, visceral memory. Was her stepping out and just, it was like 100,000 Skittles. Skittles. Yeah. Also, I'd okay. like to point out that they had Surge on tap in the Gadget Mobile. Also, extremely 1999. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever had Surge, but I don't know uh, if I have either. But I fucking hated the car. I hated the car. Oh yeah, the car so was so much. I hated the way it yeah. looked. I hated the way it talked. I hated the way it was like. I'm the reason this is a functioning. You know, like a, not establishment. What's the word? I'm like, I you're you're just the fucking human. I I'm doing everything around yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I God, to be I fair, it. he 
He was smarter than Inspector Gadget. Gray, you have just brought up another existential thought that I didn't think of at the time. The car is a robot. And he looks at Gadget and rejects him. He's like, Gadget is between worlds. Not quite human. Not Not quite quite robot. (laughs) He is alone. not a girl. (laughs) He belongs nowhere. robot. Yeah, that's sad. That's tragic for him. <laughs> this is a sad movie, and I, I was depressed the whole time. I don't know how you guys weren't either. The way I th- had a fine time, honestly. That just reminded fun. me of Arrested Development, where it's like, what do you expect from me, mother? I'm half I'm machine. Half machine. <laughs> Literally, he is Buster Bluth. Okay, I was also, I was watching this movie with a twin, and when there was double Dr. Inspector Roger. Gadget with his creepy, awful teeth, he was like, this is the nightmare. That there's someone with your face walking around committing crimes, everyone thinking it's you. That's the nightmare. <laughs> nightmare, nightmare, that's, nightmare. That's why the concept of an evil twin is so spooky. <laughs> oh man. Um But yeah, I loved Claw. He was I thought Rupert Everett was doing an incredible job, giving an incredible performance, and you could tell he was having fun. I was confused though. I'm like, why didn't they just make him British? Because that would have made it even hammier. Because he's British yeah. in real life. Maybe they were afraid that young children wouldn't be able to understand him. Oh, maybe. I mean He that's, almost uh, sounded like he was British anyway. Honestly. Yeah, he yeah. was basically British. He was yeah. like transatlantic. <laughs> That's it, why I was like, why? Okay, whatever. Yeah, it would maybe I don't know. Like, if you can watch Mary Poppins, you can listen to a British man be <laughs> evil. Like, maybe they're afraid of British stereotypes. I don't know. It didn't make sense to me. I just assumed he was British anyway. Yeah, I don't know. His English in this movie was about as good of an accent as Dick Van Dyke's British in Mary Poppins. <laughs> also, the fat shaming. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't... Of Rupert Everett? Yeah. yeah. They, like, he used to be fat. They made him, like, cartoonishly fat. And then, although, I do have to say, I had a lot of feelings when they were in the helicopter and she was like, I like you better when you were fat. And he just paused, shook to his core. And he's like, I'm binging! Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bring on the burgers. Wheel yeah. in the waffles. Yeah. yeah. I was like, like, he's embracing is- his true self. That's I'm not like, this is the shaming. first time the movie is good because a man <laughs> is learning to love himself yes. no matter what he looks like. Yes. And then he explodes. Wait, can I helicopter. finish my bullet points real quick? Yeah. yeah. Fuck me up. That hook is iconic. That red button is like visual ASMR to my memory brain. <laughs> How many times did I watch this movie? Holy shit. This is like tactile. Holy fuck. <laughs> helicopter hat. I can almost guarantee I wanted his outfit to a T when I was little. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, oh, also the Comprende scene. That came flying back to me in the moment. Which Comprende scene? When he has Matthew Broderick, like, he he catches him in the lab and he has him, like, strapped up. And he's like, Comprende? And Matthew Broderick's like, yeah, I Comprende. And he's like, no. Oh. It's yo comprendo, conjugate the verb for heaven's sake. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that part at all. That but, came back to me. I didn't um, remember him correcting the grammar, but I remember I comprende. Because I was like, I comprende. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, also, this is the second movie in a row that we have watched where they've made a Need for Speed quote. Yes, reference. I noticed that as well. <laughs> like, I guess Top Gun was just the top of everyone's mind around this time. I don't know. It, it That's was Top either Gun, Titanic right? or Top Gun. <laughs> the bolt, the eye bulge of the shaman. That was another like visceral oh, memory. I forgot about the shaman. Those blue Me. balls. Those blue balls. I don't know why. It's just like. So much of this movie, the only way I can describe what it was doing to my brain is like ASMR because it was just like, it just felt like someone was reaching in and just like pulling this out and being like, did you remember that you used to own this shirt or what? You know, like, it's just like, yeah, yeah, so much. (laughs) And that's why I kept thinking like, holy fuck, how many times did I watch this movie? Um, Also, also, I loved... the police Sorry, commissioner had a point. When yeah. He was, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Know, like, yeah. He's like, he was horrible at his job. Stunt. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not a cop. You didn't go through the police academy. You were actually rejected also, from the okay. police academy. I Was he rejected from the academy? Like, can you get rejected from just even being able to go to the academy? Because at the beginning, he's I think like, you can. Oh, experience as a security guard wasn't enough. I thought he just applied to be a police officer. I'm like, why don't you go to the academy? I am confused. Yeah, I don't Um, know either. But also, I loved how at the end, how Claw's cat had an individual parachute as well coming out of the the (laughs) helicopter. And then when the gadget mobile catches them, and like the, his Sykes, the minion, like turns him in, and he's like, "Eh, two Sykes." Like, yeah, I liked it. He, yeah, I okay. I'm pretty sure when I was really little, I thought that the minion was John Candy. I just didn't have yeah. like good mm-hmm. enough facial recognition. Yeah, I mean, there's just definitely a similarity there. I like horrible hair. <laughs> I like didn't believe that he actually killed the science dad. And for some reason, I thought the science dad was, like, making the evil robots for him. Like, he had kidnapped him and everyone thought he was dead. Mm. And as no, the he movie, straight up murders him. Yeah, as the movie <laughs> goes on, I'm like, they fucking murked that guy at yeah. the beginning of this kid's movie. Yeah. They don't totally show oh it, but, like, he murders him. They mention it a lot. Did and anybody he else? tries to murder Inspector Gadget before Matthew Roderick before he gets turned into it. Like I'm yeah. used to kids' movies not being allowed to say the way ki- the word "kill" or "killed," and they're always like, "You destroyed him," which to me seems even more fucked up than just saying "killed." <laughs> but she <laughs> but, no, but she said, "You killed my dad." I yeah. know. I was shocked by it. I wasn't yeah. used to kids' yeah. movies saying that. I did think it was pretty extreme that they killed him, but yeah. Um, did anybody else think that the evil clone of Inspector Gadget with the teeth looked kind of like Steve-O? And even, <laughs> oh, and even his, his, like, when he was going on the rampage around town, he even did a laugh that was, like, pretty similar to Steve-O's <laughs> laugh. He, the evil Inspector Gadget always creeped me the creepy, fuck creepy, out. Creepy, creepy, creepy. Those I, mean, hated, I hated those teeth. I, oh, I hate the teeth so much. I also cl- very clearly hated the spider. Hate like oh, yeah. maybe this oh, is where it came oh, from. Oh, yeah, oh I would not be shocked if this made you afraid of spiders. That shit was fucked up. It just crawls out his fucking mouth. Yeah, that might have been what made me terrified of spiders. Who knows? I don't, but who knows? 
<laughs> but okay, once again, I wrote this red button is cerebral. It is just in my like I don't know what it is. It's literal like visual stimulation to my brain. I will um, say I also completely forgot about how like love saving the day and like overriding science was a part of this movie plot. Like, and, but they do establish it in barely. the beginning, ish. <laughs> It, okay, the resolution of him being found at the dump and then him being better was so instantaneous breaking that I don't even understand. Like they didn't they didn't allow any time for like tension. It was like no. they find him. Will he work? He'll work because he has the heart. It's all in his heart, and then it works. It's like there's no tension at all as to well, whether or not a it'll kiss on work. The cheek. <laughs> Funnily enough, I remembered being fucked up as a kid. Oh, the, when the he dump took, scene. When it was kind of scary. When he obliterated the, when he took the the, the uh, chip. chip out, I was like, oh, this, like this was an existential horror for me. I'm like, <laughs> this is a man's life. I'm watching a man get murdered when he destroys that chip. And then when they find him in the dump, I was like crying as a child because I'm like, oh no, what if I found my daddy figure in the dump? And when he comes back to life, that was the only time I was able to relax. <laughs> well, this movie really stressed you out as a child. I, yeah, seriously. Did. Like, as a kid, I, I remembered watching while watching the movie, like, in the scene where he doesn't realize that these two escaped convicts are trying to uh, carjack and he helps them, I was tense. I remember being like, no, oh no. And when they run away and the car's like, now we have to chase them. I'm like, oh, jeez. Oh, are they going to get him? Oh, no. This I didn't, is terrible. I didn't know that you were Jimmy Stewart as a five-year-old. Oh, oh no. Jeez, oh, you guys. Um, yeah. I forgot about the after credit scenes where we have some like oh, wow, minion yeah. recovery. The robo, actually, the robo Brenda aerobics kind of came back to me. I hey, am she so found glad. a purpose. She, she did. found her purpose. I love that for I her. was so worried. Literally, she Fonda-esque she... Empire, Robo Brenda. Like, this was her, like, oh, what's that fucking Harrison Ford movie? This is her Blade Runner, basically. I Witness? No. Yeah, I was about to say Witness, too. No, Based this on is... the Harrison Ford movie, Witness. Yeah, this is basically that actress is doing her best Blade Runner, because she's just totally oblivious to how tragic her life is and then like is dropping the most horrifying news onto her clone self who she's like barely eating also just very warm and welcoming to she's about to be her friend and then she backflips off a building and we never see her again i was so worried but i'm glad she survived and like created an aerobic because i'm like if that's how she died then it really are like like tears in the rain like i was so sad but yes the fact that she like finds herself and does aerobics i love that for her there is the minion recovery group did you see who was in there no No. so i i saw the uh the bad guy from uh james bond who austin powers made fun of the guy who throws his hat Oh, yeah, The big yeah. Asian man who throws his hat that in Austin Powers, it was the shoe. Who the throws shoe. a shoe? Honestly. <laughs> um, I saw... Oh, shit. I need to, like, open it back up because there was a lot. It was basically all, like, po- like famous, like, henchmen Movie or sidekicks henchmen. from, okay. like, classic action movies. It was great. I loved it. Um, 
Um, and then this yeah, movie predicted the Apple Watch bit is yeah. kind of what I'm seeing. Penny talks. No to... wonder we hated the car. It's Siri. <laughs> Oh, God, I hated the car so much. And but I remember loving roll. the car when I was little. And then the credits roll, and the song that plays, like, I had, like, unlocked memories I forgot that I had. It's a, the Inspector Gadget song by Youngstown that definitely played on Disney Channel all the time. You can and probably it Radio Disney. Magic if you come and go, go. Whatever it was. We can do it automatic. I just call out Go Go Gadget. I'll be your, your everything. everything. I'll be your everything you want and more. Okay, I have a screenshot. I remembered so many words of it and I haven't heard it in like 10 years at least. Um, I don't know. Do I need to do final arguments now? Um. Uh, I- Sit through ability, Allegra. Yeah. Was it really, you didn't enjoy anything. Nothing was enjoyed. Rupert Everett did not like do anything for you in this movie. I only enjoyed the scene where he gets, he has an absolute moment of shock when he realizes that he's allowed to love himself as a bad person. I thought Wait, he you was are not, you're not budging from the one at all. At all? For sit through ability? Are you kidding me? Every moment of this movie was torture for you. Every moment of this movie was a disappointment. I'll give it. That's that. I feel like I shouldn't be punished for your expectations. This is not an objective podcast, Holly. <laughs> These are subjective scores. This is insane. Okay. I bumped it up to a two. Can you follow this? Really? All right, so really? I will. All right, all right. Let me <laughs> let me work work through it because I know this was an unfair score. Okay, Inspector Gadget is a mall cop. He wants to be a cop. He has creepy hots for a woman who works in his business complex. Her dad has science. <laughs> Bad guy wants science for wacky weapons. He tries to stop them. He becomes a cyborg. Weapon of the state. Captain America plot where they're using him for publicity and gimmicks and wants a real get. Something, something, something. <laughs> he defeats the bad guy. Like, all of the choices don't make sense, but I get the overall... In it's the meantime, Claw is building his own weapon based on Cyborg, but there's a missing piece. He hires Science Woman so he can steal her research, completes the puzzle, and all the while... Inspector Gadget is trying to inspect or trying to uh, deduce who killed her father. And in doing so, he it leads him to bad guy's business. He snoops around, finds the lab, sees the foot, gets caught. That's what happens. That leads to him being dumped away and confirming who the bad guy is. And in the meantime... Um, Evil doctor, evil inspector gadget is like wrecking okay, the city. Yes. Def- like, yes. Defaming I, his his. Defaming I his think name. it's okay. I, here's I the think thing. it's clear. No, 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 no. no. This I was helpful. It's... This was very helpful because I made my scores today, and I didn't remember a lot after watching. Because at first I'm like, this is impressionism. Zoomed out, I get it. Zoomed in, it's a mess. But okay, followability. I'll bring up to a five. Okay. Thank you. It's something. 
I'm not going to budge my hold up because I really do think that it's empty calories. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I I didn't change up. my hold up either. Um, I yeah. I'm keeping all, so I'm keeping nostalgia at a 10, Allegra. Are you keeping it at an eight? Yeah, I think that's a strong okay. score. Yeah. Um, sit through ability, I bumped from a five to a six because like I said, I, I wrote my score forgetting about how I felt last night. And last night, while I w- wasn't having the time, I wasn't having a our lips are sealed time of my life. Right, right. <laughs> but I was like, it was pleasant for me to remember all of these memories. Yeah. So I'll give it a six. Actually, you know what? After saying that, I'll give it a seven. Thank you. Um, I appreciate um, it. I would probably give it, for- like, it's a C. It was a solid C experience, you know? This is like a D minus for me. Okay, well, then it should at least be a five. If we're going by scores. If we're going by, yeah, I like it. You just, <laughs> you just really walked yourself into that one. I'll give it a three. Okay. It's okay. Something. Give it a three. Appropriate for children, I'm leaving at a nine. This doesn't necessarily mean it's the American standard of grading Holland. <laughs> um, appropriate for children. Still nine. Okay. All right. And the then Bre- we're both leaving fours. Robo Brenda. Robo Brenda keeps it from being. Yeah, I, I agree with that. <laughs> um, Hold up, we're both keeping at four. And then follow ability, I bumped it from a five to a six. Thank you. I will also bump it to a six. Okay, great. Great. I'm, other than Allegra's sit-through ability score, I am fine with this. (laughs) I I accept this. Um, Bonus points? I I am giving, yes, absolutely. I'm giving bonus points for the... Just, I guess I can't, I can't take all of the campiness of the movie because that's <laughs> not fair in case if Allegra wants to give one, you know. Yeah, for you know, it, I give it mine takes first. Over. Yeah, maybe I'm, I'm, I give Allegra mine first. first so you okay. can decide. Sure. Um, my favorite part of the movie was the ending credit theme song. Great. Automatic. Okay. Then I'm giving, I'm giving okay. mine... For specifically Rupert Everett at the mm-hmm. end of the movie when he is absolutely unhinged, <laughs> the mayor, just anytime she's on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Robo Brenda just being an all around just delight, delight on screen. Great. Thank you for your bonus points. <laughs> well, that was one bonus point. I know. I, just, I meant from both of oh, you. Okay. I was like, Gray doesn't get to give out three bonus no, points. No, 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 no. I no. mean, he can if he wants to. Or else this, oh, this <laughs> podcast. No, I'm gonna rails. keep it. I'm gonna keep it where with just one. It's just I was just of the, the campiness. I wanted to point all. out why. Yeah. yeah. So with that being said, the final score comes to a sixty-eight. Okay. All right. Should we give it one more bonus point? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my campiness can be a, can be two. A double? I approve. Okay, great. All right. The that jury honestly, is spoken. better than 69. I thought I was going to do. I Better than I thought. This is only one so, point less than our lips are sealed. And Holland, this isn't even your, this isn't even your worst score this season. I know. <laughs> never been I kissed. This. I know. I know. What's never been kissed score again? It's like 53, 53. I think. 
I because really I just me. did not like that movie. It's really hurting me. I, I mean, that's fair. I couldn't. <laughs> it's fair. Upon right, rewatch, so I shouldn't little, have drafted it. <laughs> a little bit of fun facts. Um, so the budget, I love when budgets have like a range because you're just like, you know how much you spent. The money is gone, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it, the budget was anywhere between 75 and 90 million, which is... Okay, large range. That's a large budget. <laughs> that's a big budget. It's a, also, bi- it's a Disney theatrical release. Yeah. Maybe it's because of all the goddamn sponsorship. They're yeah. like, well, Honestly, well, or just the marketing. And also, they hired, like, Matthew Broderick, and they had, like, had all these cameos and shit. Like, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Maybe licensing but, Inspector Gadget was part of I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah, I also wanted, I just wanted to point out, I forgot to say this. I was genuinely, I was pleasantly surprised by the quality of CGI. Yes. Yeah, it really That's wasn't that true. bad. It didn't pull 99. me out as much as I thought it would. Yes, and we have dinged movies in the past for the CGI not aging well, and for 1999, this was pretty good. On it, yeah, yeah, honestly, not bad. Seriously. Okay. Anyways, so the budget was 75 to 90. Box office 134.4. So like, right. it was. A they made their money back, but it wasn't like a you know killing. Rollicking but it is, I think I would still call it a success. But you could tell that they were hoping they made a for profit. More. Yeah, I mean, they definitely wanted more. I mean, the sequel had fucking French Stewart, so it wasn't as much of a success as Disney wanted. Yeah. Oh, there's no way they were going to afford I wonder Matthew how Roger much they made on, like, merchandise sales, too. I know. Because I, I bet you they made a ton Did of Did this movie reboot the cartoon? I don't know if it rebooted it or if it just, like, put it back into syndication. Yeah, I don't know if that's something... I don't know if there was a... I can't remember. I don't know if that's people did that back then. That's something that they would do now. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know if they did I don't that. know. I don't remember. All right. Well, a little bit of uh, some trivia about the movie. Brendan Fraser was considered for the role of Inspector Gadget, mm. but turned down the role due to working on George of the Jungle, which was another live action film based on a non-Disney animated television series. So I think he was kind of like, eh, I did my... Okay, so it's I like, did I my time. Did like I don't want to do also, that again. He was probably also about to be in the Mummy, so he was also <laughs> yeah. maybe too hunky to be Inspector Gadget. That's true. Inspector Gadget did have mm. to be a little doofy. I'll tell you the list of people that they wanted to be Inspector okay. Gadget. Um, they wanted hunks. It was hit or miss, but I'll I'll, I'll read out the list. Um, Although I after will say, I trivia. do think I do think Brendan Fraser would have done a good I, a good job. Because he can do goofy. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm like, I don't think Matthew Broderick was a bad cast. No. Because he, he's not, like, he's a handsome man, but he's able to toe the line between, like, Ferris Bueller cool and also dweeby. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, continue, Gray. All right. Um, After disastrous test screenings, the film was cut down from 110 to 78 minutes. Oh my god. Despite this, se- <laughs> I know. Despite this, several deleted moments can still be seen in trailers and even Youngstown's music video for I'll Be Your Everything. So there's some oh, deleted scene Easter eggs in the music video. That I'll have to revisit. I sent the music video to our group chat today, so I'll have to go back and see if I can spot the deleted scenes. Honestly, I think this movie was a perfect runtime, so I'm glad they cut out like yeah me too what me 30 too. minutes of this movie 
Uh, Lindsay Lohan turned down the role of Penny due to working on her first movie, The Parent Trap, which... Much better choice for her. Yeah, I mean, for her film debut to be the the lead and co-lead as a pair, as compared yeah. to, like, you know, yeah. a very minor role. I don't know, it doesn't matter. So um, offensive. Penny is such, like, an important character on the show. She's the one who's, like, I know. actually solving so the mystery. She was so underutilized. Right? I know. I don't, maybe that's all in the deleted scene. She was such an afterthought in the yeah. movie. That's true. Maybe it was just... Yeah, it's all on the cutting Cause room she, floor. Because when she is on the screen, like, she does help him figure out what S.I. means. And she does, like, talk the minion down, I guess. But they but literally, like, like dump her at home being like, we don't need And just you. have, like, the car watcher. <laughs> oh. God, Can you I imagine? hate the car. Honestly, they should, like, a missed opportunity because... Uh, they really should have utilized Michelle Trachtenberg more because she was a great child actress. Yeah, as well. Oh man, great Harry child Spies. actress. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. She had so much more life in her performance than even Matthew Broderick. Obviously, Matthew yeah. Broderick is a good actor, but he would and definitely felt like he was phoning it in. Oh, a great. lot of he this was movie. playing a robotic man. <laughs> well, not before. Anyway, even before. Continue. Okay. Anyways, I'm sorry. Tim Curry was considered for the role of Claw, which would have oh, been... That would have been amazing, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Taking this movie from a four to a ten. <laughs> um, Steven Spielberg, being a fan of the 80s cartoon, considered being the executive producer of this film. Um, his two choices for the role of Inspector Gadget were Chevy Chase and Steve Martin. However, Spielberg was busy with other films, so he didn't attach himself. Wow, I that would have been a much different I could movie. see Steve Martin because of his goofiness. Chevy yeah. Chase, I think, would be too, like, cheeky and, like, you yeah. know, self-aware. I don't think this movie would have aged well had it been a Chevy Chase Yeah, vehicle. Yeah, I just think I he would have been too self-aware, I think. But Steve Martin would have done really well. Anyways. Yeah. Um, well, he did when, the Pink Panther later, which is kind of, like, a similar vibe, right? And also yeah, exactly. was not the best. Yeah. <laughs> but not anyway. because of him. No, no, not yeah. because of Steve Martin. Yeah. Um, when Evil Gadget is terrorizing the town, a Japanese man says, this is why I left Tokyo. In another scene, Claw says, you remind me of something Godzilla once said. And these are both references to Godzilla, Godzilla which starred Matthew Broderick. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't notice that. the Claw quote, but I did notice the... This yeah. is why I left Tokyo. Well, I didn't... So I thought that was interesting just because I didn't realize how close... The movies came out mm. from what like there was literally the year before that Godzilla came out. Yeah, uh, when that happened, I immediately IMDb <laughs> when um, Godzilla came out. And then it's just 1999 trivia. I don't know. Fucking figure it out, guys. This is our third 1999 movie. You get we it. We listen yeah. to our past yeah. episodes. We know. We know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's, that's all we got. That's about it. Um. Ooh. Let me get the hat. The hat. Real quick. It is time to choose a movie for Allegra. I haven't mentioned this, but Gray, I do love your shirt. That it's the Papa John's logo, but inside it says Papa Roach. And on the bottom it says, cut my life into pizzas. Oh my God. I told you about how when I was a child, kids at my school would sing a bastardized version of that song, right? Yeah, I feel like everybody did. Cut my life into pizza. This is my last weasel. Yeah. I said weasel. I know. All right. Remember that. The hat is bad. Right. Thank, thank you, by the way. I love this. I love this shirt as well. <laughs> well, it's uh, special for us because Jacoby lived in our hometown. Yes. Hometown hero, Jacoby from Papa Roach. 
Jacoby also, Shaddix. Also, another um, obsession of Grey's at one point. That's Papa true. Rose. Oh, you want to talk about tween Grey? <laughs> Fucking Green Day and Papa Roach. Kill me Green now, Day, man. Papa Roach, a lot of jackass. Um, yeah. Led Zeppelin. Bam Margera, Led Zeppelin. Oh, my God. Viva oh la Bam. Viva la Bam. <laughs> you were such a, like, a NorCal tween. Oh, just <laughs> edgelord from NorCal. My God. Skateboarding. <laughs> fucking, uh, like, metal militia hats. In your iPod Nano. Or you know, your iPod Shuffle. Listening to <laughs> that Kid Cudi. like Cuddy. a fun dipstick. Kid Cudi was eighth grade. That was pa- That was later. That was past this I'm, stage. I just remember your peak angst being a Kid <laughs> Cudi, Bob Marley double feature. Being like, I hate this fucking town. Anyway, all right. Anyway. Ray, are you, you going to take songs Sorry, out of a hat? Sorry, I didn't mean to roast you. Songs out of a hat. Well, no, no. Uh, well, movie I was just hat. thinking, Bob Marley was more seventh grade. Kid Cudi was eighth and ninth grade. It, so was, it was a progression. Like yeah, Papa Roach was six. Okay. Anyways, um, all right. I'm. I'm. The hat is up. Okay. I am. I am. So I just every time I put my hand in here, I'm like, which one is Big Rock Candy Mountain? <laughs> I want Allegra. I want Allegra. I really hope I don't have to defend it. I really it. wanted to reap what she sow. All right. Me too. I I'm need grabbing. to close the gap. Oh, another Holland pick. Okay. And I don't think it's that bad. It's probably really bad. And that's what I'm hoping for because Allegra needs I to be knocked down a peg this season. It is Snow Day. Show- oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. This could be interesting. This could be real wacky. <laughs> Um, hi everybody. So hi. you just heard oh. us choose Snow Day out of the hat. And we watched it. We scored it. We recorded a whole episode about it. But when I sat down to edit, Gray's audio was super glitchy and unlistenable. You sounded like Max <laughs> Headroom. Um, I, here, I will insert a clip here so you can understand why we could not release that episode. So what we, what we do, Edik, is one of us has, has to find a movie to be, to be critiqued. The other two skews score based five specific categories. Each week's week score will be added up, and at, at the end of each season, the sibling with, with the most will be labeled Master of the Remote Control, while the loser will be forced to do some sort of punishment chosen by the winner. This week, um, we, we are once again returning, returning back Master Draft. There's no theme. Last week, Holland had, had to, um, repeat, had to defend Inspector Gadget. And, and uh, this week, Allegra has the honor of defending thousands Nickelodeon and Paramount film Snow Day. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just so glitchy and, and annoying. So... Unfortunately, we're going to have to shelve Snow Day. Snow Day's no longer a contender in the master draft list. I got decent scores, too. I know. You had like a 70-something. Yeah. Um, Ray. So, because Snow Day was my choice, I am going to 
replace it with something I feel like is at least like an uh, like equal value, equal quality mm-hmm. about a 70-ish movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, Gray, please write down and stick back in the hat Agent Cody Banks. Oh, beautiful. I feel like that's a good sub for Snow Day. All right, it is going back. Should I put it in the hat and repick or pick put Repick and then put it in the hat. Put it in the hat and then we'll repick. Okay. So, so it's going in the hat. Go in the hat, mix it up. So now we are going to repick a movie for Allegra to defend next week. All right. Wouldn't it be amazing if it was currently? Mountain? <laughs> uh, That's for Gray. <laughs> yeah, I I could I fully take the blame if. If that were to happen. <laughs> All right. And Allegra, I don't think it is. And Allegra, you will be defending your choice of Toothless. Oh, okay. Okay, wow. Honestly, <laughs> maybe also a 70-ish movie? Who knows? Hopefully, I, honestly. I cannot remember the last time I saw this movie. I feel I like I've seen it like one ever time. Seen this movie. Well, that doesn't bode well for my nostalgia score. But like, <laughs> yeah, um, your nostalgia score won't be as high for this as it was for Snow Day. <laughs> oh God, we're gonna have to talk about how Kirstie Alley is canceled, right? I mean, yeah, it's unavoidable. Yeah, that might hurt She's, the holdup score. She, but... uh, she is the star of this movie. <laughs> I mean, we would have had to address it if we watched it takes two. So yeah, it was gonna happen. Somewhere. And. And remember, this was in the bag anyways, so we would have had to address it at some point. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, um, we'll explain this after the next episode, but in Snow Day at the end, we did pick a movie for me to defend, and we are maintaining that movie yeah, because we already so. picked it. He picked so, it fair and square. We'll save it so, for the end yeah. of Toothless now. But Well, my thought was when I was when snow day was picked for me that movie was technically still in contention so if i was to get a redo i should still have that movie to be in the running but whatever i think i've been outvoted oh well whatever it's fine i don't know we've done it now <laughs> you didn't say that to us before we did this well i i was thinking <laughs> it but you guys were just like whatever like we're just giving the movie <laughs> I don't think you got a bad one. I think my impression of you was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, so next week is Toothless. Um, Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Latchkey Sibs. Please visit our Instagram every Friday. Check our stories so you can vote in the poll uh, to decide if the defending Sib of the week deserves to lose a point, stay where they are, or gain a point for the movie that came out that week. You can email us at latchkeysibs at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, until next week, goodbye. I do want to say one thing, actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> because we had to scrap our Snow Day episode, just a shout out to baby Josh Peck. Uh, baby Josh Peck, he got a whole bonus point for just being the MVP of that movie, like, man. If anyone's just thinking, like, do I, yeah, that was fun, but do I want to rewatch it? It's on Hulu. It's free. It's honestly pretty good. It's fine. Like, just skip to yeah. all of the parts where baby, or all the, the kids, all the kids, kids storylines. Skip yeah. the parent subplot. You could even skip the teen subplot. Just do all the kids stuff. Take you 20 minutes. It'll be a good time. <laughs> there are probably smash cuts on YouTube or something. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The yeah. bird. I mean, the way. 
I wouldn't skip the team subplot. Yeah, the team's I personally fine. liked it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I would categorize this movie as I think it's only worth watching if you have nostalgia for it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty mundane and you know, it was a child's movie. It's going to appeal to a child and not to the sense where it will be ironically funny. Yeah. This true. is a child's true. movie. Yeah. It's such a funny It's a way Nickelodeon of movie. It's so. a child's movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, all right. I think that's all we got for this week. Uh, bye. Goodbye. Bye. bye.